Welcome to the podcast for international students by international students. My name is Jordana Glume, and this is us in the U.S. Okay, so welcome back everyone to a new episode of Us in the U.S. Today I'm with Midol, an SMU um, MBA student. Tell us a little bit more about you, Midol. Yes, thank you so much, Jordana, first of all, for inviting me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be in front of you today. So, <clears throat> my name is Mithul Agrawal. I'm a second year MBA student at SMU Cox, uh, majoring in business analytics and strategy. I began my journey with Ernst & Young in 2014 uh, in the deal advisory space and then worked for close to four years in uh, Middle East uh, with PwC and KPMG. Uh, at that point of time, I decided to uh, pursue my MBA program and came to SMU Cox uh, and got a 100% scholarship and uh, it has been a fantastic journey. I, uh, in the first year, I worked with George W. Bush Institute uh, Women Initiatives team and with Ericsson in the pricing department as an intern. And I'm currently in the second year of the program and I have got my full-time job with PricewaterhouseCoopers in management consulting, which I'll be joining post my MBA. And uh, it has been an amazing journey. Yeah, and right now you're in Dallas, Texas, getting your MBA from Cox, but you told me that you're originally from India. How did you um, end up coming and living here in the States? Yes. So uh, before coming to the US, I had lived in four different countries, including UAE, Oman, Saudi Arabia and Mexico outside my home country. So <clears throat> thankful, I'm thankful to my employers who gave me fantastic opportunities to learn and grow across different cultures. So that is what prompted me to come to the United States and pursue an MBA program. I had heard a lot about the US education and given its prominence across the globe. So that was the reason why I, I came here. Yeah, and you just mentioned that you got a 100% scholarship from COGS, is the SMU business schools, one of the best business schools in the country, and you received a full scholarship to get your MBA, uh, Master's in Business Administration. Um, however, I want to ask you, why did you choose Cox? Like, obviously, I feel like the scholarship had um, a great influence, but why Cox? That's a very good question, Jordana. So the reason why I chose SMU Cox was uh, given its location in Dallas, like I wanted to be um, in the <clears throat> most happening hub of the United States and Dallas currently being the number one hub uh, given the number of uh, companies that are moving their headquarters uh, and the SMU has amazing connections with the communities in Dallas and, and the central region of the US. So that was uh, one of the promising factors which uh, drew me towards SMU. Also, I interacted with a number of uh, alums and students who had a very positive uh, experience about the U.S. work, about Dallas in particular and SMU. Um, so that is what uh, also added credential to that. And given these uh, these factors, I, I decided to move to Dallas and SMU. And you, 
Yeah, we already said that you got a full scholarship. How was the process of getting a scholarship for a master's degree? Because I feel like people tend to talk about um, getting athletic scholarships, like um, I, I have one for soccer or like other sports or even for like the undergrad career. But I feel people do not talk about enough um, how to get or that they're um, scholarships available to get your um, postgrad and your master's in grade schools like SMU. How was your process and your experience? Yes, that's a very good question. So <clears throat> getting a full scholarship was really a dream come true for me. I prepared very hard for GMAT and I got a 700 on the GMAT and having worked in four different countries with the top consulting firms, I think that added a lot of credential. And on top of that, the SMU leadership is ex extremely helpful. So I'm very thankful to them, uh, particularly Mr. J.R. McGrath, who was the uh, admissions director at that time, Dr. Shane Goodwin, who is the D of the program and like a, a very good like a role model for me and and I think these people were very generous to offer me a hundred percent scholarship uh, <clears throat> and also given my background was little diverse having lived in different countries that definitely added a lot of uh, weightage to that yeah because I was gonna ask you why do you think SMU and the SMU admissions um, people chose you to be the one to receive a 100% scholarship to get a, an MBA. Uh, obviously, SMU is a very prestigious school, and I feel like there's a lot of people that would like that, and they chose you. What do you think that differentiates you from other um, ap applicants? Yes, I think it's a very holistic process whenever uh, they are offering scholarships. So one was my GMAT score was good from the uh, overall standard, like getting a 700 plus definitely helps in, in your GMAT. Then uh, your recommendations, I had good recommendations from my uh, like peers and, and, and my colleagues. Then definitely living abroad really helps a lot because that shows adaptability that you're able to adapt to different cultures and and I think they they assess your fit how uh, how fit you will be in the corporate world once you pass out from the SMU MBA program or any other master's degree how how well you'll fit into the uh, work culture in the US and that was one of the reasons why I think they assessed me a good candidate on on that perspective and finally the interview like my interview went very well i had interview with mr jr mcgrath who was the director of admissions that time and my interview was very good so i think these three things played a very important role and and i'm really thankful to the leadership of smu for offering this lifetime opportunity yeah and uh talking about culture You've obviously lived in several different countries, as you've mentioned before, and very different countries. What are the biggest um, cultural differences that you've noticed from uh, Mexico to the U.S. or Dubai, uh, especially in the work environment? Yes, so I think uh, this is a this is a fantastic question once again. So, <clears throat> U.S. has a wonderful work culture in terms of it's very holistic. So, having worked with uh, Ericsson as an intern and with George W. Bush Institute, one of the most prestigious institutions of the country, so having got a chance to work with them, I realized that U.S. has a very holistic and a and a collaborative work culture, uh, whereas Middle East uh, and India is more hierarchical and authoritative maybe that is one of the biggest cultural differences and where I think US stands out is, is the collaborative leadership and 
and helping everyone grow so that is something which i i find very positive about about the united states work culture and on the same track um what or why do you think the us education system is um the game changer it's probably the um country with the most international students like everyone wants to come here why do you think is that yes so the reason why people want to come to us one is uh, the la it's a very language friendly country so if you look at from an international students perspective uh, us is the largest country with the english speaking population like english is the language uh, spoken at work and at everything so that is something which which gives it a distinctive advantage then the second thing the us education system is very practical it is not uh, theoretical it is uh, it uh, keep, makes you job ready from day one and given the kind of professors that that uh, they bring in the kind of students that they bring in and the curriculum for instance at smu we have the mba education is based on three pillars one is uh, exponential learning that is uh, learning by doing rather than through theory then second thing is uh, <coughs> the overall uh, leadership development so there is a huge focus on the leadership development of the individual that that really sets it ap apart and third is uh, outstanding professors so we have uh, professors uh, coming from um, even like white house to the c-suite of uh, organizations like siemens and um, like you name it like we have the best professors in the world so that is these are the three um, distinguishing factors why i feel smu and us education stands apart from the world yeah because for instance here in my high school that i used to go before going to smu i remember like um, most of my teachers they were not professors because obviously it's high school but they would like encourage us to just like follow the path that the system and society has um, designed for most people like go to high school try to get good grades go to college and then you just like you go to lectures for two hours, you take notes, um, you just listen, then you study for 10 hours a day, then you go to the test, you get everything out, and then you forget about it. That's pretty much like the system that I grew up with. And when I got to the US and saw that we had all these group projects and presentations, and you said it, um, learn by doing, I was astonished i was like wow like i've been really missing on on this part and i think that the system that we have in the us is um absolutely fantastic and that helps us develop our skills way more than sitting in a two-hour lecture just taking notes and listening to your professor and that's something that i really appreciate and that i really think it's it's a game changer Yes, you are very true that uh, the U.S. education system is very disruptive, I would say. They, they are always looking to innovate the education system to do things better and how uh, <coughs> students can contribute to an organization, how they can impact an organization. That is what the overall emphasis of the U.S. Uh, uh, education system is. Uh, rather than focusing on the rote learning as you talked about like to take notes and then uh, go for a theoretical exam it is more about 
creating an impact on the organization or or the the company which you are working and how that could be done that is what they uh, try to teach at the at the business school and and other masters degree for instance we had a lot of um, group projects with organizations like american airlines and then with some of the startups so we worked with uh, a lot of companies uh, on their real problems or what uh, what are their challenges and how we can help them uh, overcome those challenges and become a better person that is what uh, and how we can um, we can contribute to their growth and help solve the complex issues that was the key in the entire um, mba program and that is what i have i'm experiencing here yeah absolutely and now like of course you are um, a millennial i'm a gen z um, person and um, i feel like society as a whole tends to criticize gen z because we are lazy and we're just addicted to social media or we just don't value or give importance to what really matters as a millennial and obviously a one in, um, one in a really good position with really good education what do you think are the weaknesses um, of Gen Z and obviously the strengths of my generation? Yes. So first of all, I would like to talk about the strengths of your generation. So your generation is very smart and very hardworking. Uh, most of the people are uh, are trying to make an impact. I mean, they want to do something good for the society. They want to uh, create an impact on the planet. That is what their their vision are. For instance, they they very strongly value. They have very strong values that they align. Whether they're buying a product or uh, going to any any business education or any any education for that matter or in their day-to-day -day interactions they have very strong values to which they they always try to strive for then second thing they are very aware about the environment and the planet they want to uh, make the planet greener and uh, safe for for others and that is that is very good about them uh, also on the weakness side i think that uh, having been exposed to too much of social media um, compared to the millennials and other generations it is but natural for them to to get more addicted to social media rather than the generations before them so i think they they need to work on on that aspect that they are using social media only for their benefit and not uh, not for beyond that uh, so that that's a win-win situation for everyone uh, for them as well as for other generations as well yes because like obviously in and school or even like social media or the news um it's like really common to see articles or adults talking about gen z as the generation that um doesn't want to go to college anymore that all they want to do is just like leave off social media or um just like do other things but i think that the world has evolved and right now maybe to succeed you don't need a college degree obviously i want to get mine and i think it's essential um for what i want to do but there are jobs that they don't require a college degree and i feel like sometimes um older people do not understand that and um the question that i have here for you is like what would be your advice for all these people in my generation that 
um, studying might not be their thing. And obviously, like, there's a lot of kids that are selling stuff online or um, getting involved with um, day trading or NFTs now and all that stuff. Like, obviously, they are not in college right now. They're not receiving any education. But I believe that that doesn't mean that they're going to fail eventually. Um, I think that you can can succeed without a college degree, but you need to stay focused. And that's why I'm asking what's, what would be your advice for all these people in my generation? Yes. So my advice for your generation would be first is to be true to yourself, like uh, do something because what your inner voice says you to do, but take full responsibility for your actions. So uh, like uh, there are two sides to the coin. One is uh, you are open and we live in a free society. So you can do whatever you want, but you have to take the responsibility for it. It is ultimately your career, your life, and you are the one who's responsible for this. So I would definitely advise that you should still pursue education because uh, like a college degree from a premium institution does give you an edge uh, in terms of your developing your logical and uh, and emotional thinking in making you a better human being so mm, you are able to think much better you are able to contribute much more to the society that way this is very essential however mm, after you have a college degree uh, you are free to pursue whatever career you you feel like you can make an impact it could be anything from arts drama to business to music to sports whatever you want but you have to own your career you have to take full responsibility for this as long as you are willing to take full responsibility um, then it's it's fine i think then then it doesn't make much of a difference because you think that um a college degree is required to kind of like succeed uh, in today's world i think to some extent yes and that college degree does give you an edge. Um, there could be like definitely uh, <clears throat> opposing views. There could be some people who have succeeded without college degree, but majority of people who end up succeeding do have a college degree. It gives you exposure in terms of uh, <clears throat> learning, in terms of thinking, what you should like, how you should approach a problem. And uh, when you are surrounded by this kind of an environment, you do make a huge impact on the planet so definitely college de i would definitely recommend uh, your generation to pursue a, a college degree and um to start wrapping it up i have these two questions that i ask everyone that comes here in in my podcast and the first one is what is something that um you think people might not know about being an international student here in the united states yes so <clears throat> some things that uh, First of all, U.S. is a very friendly country for international students and and uh, <coughs> people are really helping here. They want to <coughs> help the uh, international students succeed uh, uh, in their career as well as in their studies. So from that perspective, it's a, it's a great, uh, great country. You should <coughs> definitely uh, strive to pursue a U.S. education. That's a, um, that's a, your passport to the to a great career that is like the first step uh, <clears throat> but you should be aware that there are certain regulations that you have to follow and uh, they are very strict in terms of 
the regulations which which have been provided uh, for instance the the rules say that you cannot enter the country before 30 days so you have to follow that you cannot work for more than 20 hours per week in uh, on in your on campus employment so you have to follow that so these are some of the things that they, the students have to be very aware like they should definitely uh, study the rules and regulations when they are coming here otherwise it is the best country to study i would say or best country to go for your education the kind of learning is unmatched and uh, like it's a lifetime opportunity and it will change you as a human being i can assure you that and last one is what was the biggest part of your transition to the u.s like when you first moved here um what was the thing that was like um hardest for you so when i moved to the u.s my transition was made very easy by smu for instance they gave me uh, the on-campus housing accommodation so that made my life a lot simpler uh, if uh, versus if i had lived outside the uh, campus uh, that was something truly amazing on part of smu but i feel finding the internship was the hardest thing uh, because uh, I came last year when COVID was it at its peak and, and there was not much hiring uh, and that uh, was really like hard but the SMU career services team made a very good effort and, and I got uh, two, three good interviews and I was uh, uh, able to crack with Ericsson. So that was something that I really um, think was the challenging part but my career coach really helped me in that. Well, that, that will be um, it for today, Mito. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you here, and I wish you the best for the future. Thank you so much, Jordana. It was an honor to talk to you, and I really enjoyed our discussion and, and hope to be in touch with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of Us in the U.S. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Us in the U.S. Pod. My name is Jordana Klume, and this is us in the US.